0: i so hey,
1: crossover podcast sure you get comics pop culture and sports and it is sports time as we're talking week 12 in the national football league joining me today is bill needles how are you bill
2: i am well thank you
1: all right uh, it's great to have you with us and running out our trifecta as always is craig needles how are you craig
0: doing great ready yeah. for some thanksgiving football even if it's only about 66 percent mm-hmm. of the football we expected
1: yeah an old school uh, only two uh football games, uh, two thanksgiving games this week. two games in the afternoon
0: from detroit and dallas it's 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 yeah. basically how the nfl did thanksgiving football for 50 years before someone's like hey wait a minute what if we could make extra money
1: yeah <laughs> it's, it's a good idea i mean by now i'm sure you've heard especially if you're listening to this podcast they initially planned the old pittsburgh baltimore game which was the going to be Pretty much the only game with any real implications. I know we can uh, say what we will about well, the NFC that, East that teams, Dallas, but Dallas
0: Washington does have Im- <laughs> Dallas Washington does have implications. Like mm-hmm. it's very relevant as far as who wins the NFC East. I just don't care who wins the NFC East.
1: Yeah, and of course that because uh, it's Thanksgiving week, I have to do my uh, yearly PSA on why the Detroit Lions are the team that everybody has to suffer through uh, watching one. You know, primetime game a year, basically, um, at, like on twelve thirty while you're eating a bunch anyway, so it's really not that inconvenient for you. And quite frankly, during the Matthew Stafford era, most of these football games have been exceedingly exciting I'm actually to watch. Pretty excited for this one. Yeah, I think
0: this is going to be a, like it's 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 two teams that aren't going anywhere, but I think it's going to be an enjoyable football game.
1: Agreed. Uh, I. Like the over in the game, which is always fun. It's always fun when you can bet the over in a football game, and I don't, I don't go to that well too often. But um, yeah, let's just get into it. So uh, two uh, football games on Thursday instead of three for the American Thanksgiving. A uh, uh, we are Canadian up here, but uh, because we are such great football fans, the American Thanksgiving tends to have more meaning to the three of us than the regular one. Spend time with the family? <laughs> We're talking no. football. <laughs> the That's American right. one. <laughs> um, so, first up, the Houston Texans come to Detroit to take on my beloved Detroit Lions, coming off a shutout and a loss to an XFL quarterback. Um, the Lions are three point home dogs, and I'm here to tell you Kenny Galladay's out for this game. Looks like Danny Amendola's out. Jeff Okuda's out. There's a series of guys out for the Detroit Lions. It looks like DeAndre Swift is probably going to play. He's a game time decision, but looks like he'll play. Um,. This game opened up at Texans minus two and it is now Texans minus three. Sharps are on Detroit and so am I. I, I. I just I it's it's this is this is a classic buy low sell high on the Detroit Lions. I think this is gonna be one of my five. I don't like it. It's a hold your nose, you gotta take it right off the hop here. The Houston Texans coming off a victory at home against the New England Patriots are, are now traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions who got shut out on the road against the Carolina Panthers who, you know, they're decent defensively, but they're not they they're, they're not excellent shakes and You know, the public is just going to look at that and say, well, the Texans are really good and they have Deshaun Watson and the Lions just got shut out on the road against Carolina. Of course, they're going to be on the Texans. No, you take the Lions here, despite the fact that their second half splits are some of the worst I've ever seen in my entire life due to poor coaching from Matt Patricia, who has no idea to make halftime adjustments. Craig, where are you on the Lions on Thursday night or Thursday afternoon?
0: I I love the Lions this week. Uh, why Why am I giving points to bet this crappy team on the road? Why am I doing that? Sean Watson's the only explanation I can give you, yeah. Which is an explanation. I, 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 at this point, I don't disagree. But it just, it, it, it seems not very good. Like, this this should be a pick. I'm getting a free field goal
1: here. Yeah, and, like, the Lions could win this game. Like, like would, we, would we be stunned if the Detroit Lions won this football game? Texans, this past week against
0: New England, just got their first win of the year against not Jacksonville. Of course the Lions could win
1: this game. <laughs> there you go, yeah.
0: Ends the season. We're both against the Jaguars.
1: And I got news for you. That New England Patriots team isn't good. I know they beat Baltimore in a monsoon a couple of weeks ago, but you know I got news for you. After that news, I got for you, Baltimore ain't that good anymore either, you guys. So uh, here we are. Um, Bill, Detroit Lions getting three at home on Thanksgiving. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I like the Lions. I think this should be a pick em. Um I, I don't see any reason why the Lions are going to struggle to move the ball against Houston. Um, but if there's one thing the Lions can do every once in a while, it's air it out. So um, I feel like you'll see a bit of back and forth here. So I'll, it's always nice to have three points in the tank when it's going back and forth. So give me Detroit.
1: Here's the ticket. I got the ticket for you. Tell me what you think about this one, guys. Here. the little th- little single game parlay that you can do now because they're allowing you to do that on like those fan dually type websites and whatnot. But here it is. You take the Lions plus the three with the over plus the prop of Matthew Stafford to score to throw a touchdown pass. That's the ticket right there. Stafford just has to throw one touchdown pass. Lions have to win by three and the game goes over 51. That's that, That'll that be my ticket on this particular What's game. What's that pick? Uh, four to one. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. No good bad. Team. Yeah. Um. Second game of the day is the football team is heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys coming off a little upset victory of your Minnesota Vikings last week, though. Although we were kind of all saying that uh, that was such a that was a good spot to take the Cowboys, we're getting the seven and a half. a that's yeah, strange line. I didn't think they'd win the game. I just thought they'd keep it competitive, but here they are. They ended up winning the game and, and managed to stay relevant and stay in the hunt in the NFC East, the Cowboys did. Um, Cowboys are laying three. I think this is a public overreaction to the Cowboys actually getting a win and, and looking pretty – I don't want to say decent, but with Dalton back, they look somewhat competent. They got um, – Oh god, they got that one offensive lineman back whose name is currently escaping me. Tyron Smith is back, or Zach Martin's back. Zach, I don't Martin. Know what... Zach oh, Martin. Zach Martin.
0: Of oh, yeah, Zach... course, it's yeah. Zach Martin. Now they're they're still missing from their really good, like they're still missing Leo Collins, Tyron Smith, and Travis mm-hmm. Frederick from yeah. last year's very good offensive line. But yes, uh, Zach Martin definitely helps.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's any co- like I don't think it's a coincidence that Zach Martin got back and then Ezekiel Elliott finally rushed for a hundred games. Like I think there's connective tissue there, you know. Um, oh, of course. But, uh, yeah, I, um, I think this is a bit of an overreaction. I was on the football team last week, and they easily covered uh, despite uh, needing to cripple Joe Burrow halfway through that game in order to accomplish that, and we'll get to that later when we uh, discuss the Bengals game. But, man, uh, I, I, I think people just look at this at the fact that they're called the Washington football team and just completely underestimate them and don't think they're good. I, I And... I realize it's tough to sweep the, uh, it within a division, but I, th- I think the, the football team is probably just going to fustigate the Cowboys like they did last time. I like the plus three here. What do you think, Bill?
2: Uh, I'm the same logic as before. This, I think this should be a pick'em. I think Washington's – I mean, I of them are good teams, but Dallas has played far worse for a lot of these games. Um, give me the Washington football club and the points.
1: Uh, Craig, where are you on this one? Cowboys uh, getting a three-point home bump.
0: I feel a little bit different than you guys. I I, I think that I kind of like the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And my reasoning is I think that even without Dak Prescott, even without Tyron Smith, even without all the guys, the Cowboys, are missing on defense. I still think there's more talent on the field, on the Dallas side of this game, then on the Washington side of this game now I here's what I will grant about this particular bet which is why I don't love it there is a significant coaching advantage on the Washington sideline a significant coaching advantage but I think you're gonna see the Cowboys rushing attack back to where you want it to be the Washington football team defense is actually pretty good uh I just I just don't think that they're going to be able to score enough, even against this crappy Dallas defense for me to love the bet. Um, so I think like Washington, I, I grant you guys is probably the play here. Cause I, I, I probably want to get the points, but I think that the Cowboys are overall a better team. So if I'm betting a the money line, I think I'm going to bet the Cowboys.
1: Oh yeah. Like I, I was just going to say for some reason, the, the, the final score of 21, 20 Dallas is stuck in my head. I, I like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's going to be that type of game, which, you know, you're going to want the points and the Cowboys on the money line, like as you just suggested. Um, yeah, I just I think the football team is is I don't know. They might just be better. And just you mentioned coaching is obviously a significant edge for them. But yeah, it, it's it's I mean, I'll say this. The Dallas Cowboys just always have to have a wide receiver that wears number eighty eight. For the rest of our lives, that that always has to be something that that occurs. Because star guys, yeah, that, star. he is absolutely a star. I mean, that catch he made, woo, you yeah, boy, that was that was nuts the other day. Um, pretty much won them the game. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I'm I'm on the football team. Bill's on the football team. Craig likes the Cowboys on the money line. Um, I think those are all good bets because I I do think the Cowboys are going to win, but I want the points uh, if I'm taking against the spread. So uh, I like the football team. I think they're going to be one of my five. feel strongly about the plus three this week. Uh, Moving on to the Sunday games. First up, the Las Vegas Raiders are heading to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh, The Falcons getting three points at home. I think the Falcons is the play here, you guys. God damn it! <laughs> this is, this is, a, this, is a, this is a this is a bad week. Oh God, this is a so, this is a bad week. Billy, where are you on this one? Raiders, Falcons.
2: You know what? I, I think that uh, Raiders secondary it can get got for sure. Um, and I think that the one time you'll find Atlanta successful this year is is when Matt Ryan is successful. So I uh, I'll take Atlanta here and assume that Matt Ryan is going to be able to move the ball.
1: Falcons getting three. Craig, where are you? uh i
0: i'm in the same spot as uh as as, as bill west coast to the east coast even though the raiders aren't west west coast anymore but still um i i want three points in this game and look i really think like the the, the raiders played a fantastic game on sunday night Excellent offensive ball yeah that, that, that was a that was a great football game but did you ever for a second watch that game and think to yourself the Chiefs aren't gonna win
1: well, yeah, I had the I had the minus seven in the entire time. So as I was watching that game, I was obviously like, well, they're gonna win, but they're not gonna cover because they can't stop the Raiders from scoring at any at any moment, huh. right? And yeah, and it, it just never occurred. And, and as far as gambling, this is just such a letdown spot for the Raiders, as you mentioned. You know, West Coast traveling East is a the thing. They just played basically perfect offensive football against the. Uh, Against the Chiefs, trying to sweep them this year, and and it <laughs> they lost you know, anyway, lost anyway, and Mahomes went down, and and just like that, like Kelsey was so the wide drive, open.
0: It just appears when that last drive happened, I just I responded with, ha ha ha, like 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 yeah, of course, yeah. It felt like it took it felt like it took ten seconds, like Mahomes just yeah. the ball and just, bit, 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 bit. Oh, okay, they're in the end zone now, like yeah. it just. It, It just – it did not feel competitive.
1: It took, like, seven Um, plays in 70 seconds, but it felt like three plays in 14 seconds. It was just like – and, like, Kelsey was so wide open, and he's their best pass-catching receiver, and he's so wide open, and he catches the ball, and Kelsey, like, was just kind of like, hey, we won the game, and then realized, like, three steps after he's like, oh, I guess I should spike the ball because we're probably going to win this game. And then he did, like, this – yeah, and he just did this like half-assed little. Yeah, we won the game, Spike. <laughs> Cause it was just so inherent. It was just so ingrained in them that they were going to win that football game, right? Oh, but uh, yeah, just discussing this game. I think the Falcons is for sure the play. It's it's just the Raiders played perfect football. He's you know West Coast team traveling east. Everybody like the the public will be on the Raiders after watching that that prime time, after watching that Sunday night game. Um. Big-time letdown potential. Pros versus Joes moment, I think, too. The pros will be on the Falcons. The Joes will be on the Raiders. I'm going to try to be on the side of the pros, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on the Falcons, and they're probably going to be one of my five. I got three of my five already out here.
0: In a row. I have a question, have a question for you guys. Throw it out there.
1: Um, I, I don't think
0: this will happen, but the Raiders could obviously quite easily be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Is there gonna have to be, or will there be a John Gruden coach of the year conversation?
1: I, I, his name's got to be in there. I got to tell you, I saw like Bill Simmons made a joke on his pod the year. Uh, Cause you know, he's obviously such a basketball aficionado. He was just like, should Mark Jackson get another uh, head coaching job in the, in the NBA <laughs> based on, and I was like, I thought that was a great joke. Uh, that is. Uh, John Green,
0: to be clear, had a lot more success before going into broadcasting. <laughs> yes.
1: Jackson. Yeah. That, that's the caveat there. But like, I mean, that's just an <laughs> excellent joke by Simmons. I just wanted to, you know, shout that out. But like. I mean, how many years were we making what is fun of right now?
0: Like, True. I guess there's, there's there's Frank Reich is going to be in there. Yeah. Um, I would have said Mike Zimmer if the Vikings had beaten the Cowboys and they, they were five and five right now. I think there would have been some mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer buzz. Um, like I don't, Flores, anyone, I don't think anyone Flores if the
1: that, Dolphins make it. Yeah, Warren Flores if the Dolphins make it.
0: I don't think there's going to be any McVay buzz. I think McVay's done a great job this year, but there won't be any McVay buzz because people are bored of voting for him for this stuff.
1: Yeah, it's not like uh, that, but. They, they, they're not they, they're not humming so well that i mean they're they're winning grindhouse football with that team right now yeah. which is weird to say because they just had two receivers go over 100 yards right on a primetime monday night game um uh, is
0: like carol's not gonna win because the, like he's supposed to be the defensive guy and the defense is terrible um Sean Payton, I guess. If here, he, actually, if the Saints pull yeah. this thing in, they're 14 and three, and Drew Brees missed half the season. It's going to wind up being Sean Payton. True.
1: Uh, if the Browns make the playoffs, there'll be some Stefanski buzz for sure. Yeah. And
0: hey, you know what? I, I, I take back the, this entire conversation because we'll get to this when we talk about the Steelers in a second. But yeah, if like look yeah. at Tomlin the- not in the. Yeah, yeah, if you look at the schedule, there's a very realistic possibility the Steelers do not lose during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like that is yeah. very possible. If that happens and Tomlin is going to win, and he should. True,
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was also just Tomlin was on the tip of my tongue there as well. I was just kind of working yeah. on the list, but yeah, well, for sure, Mike Tomlin. He
2: won, he won once in 2008, but he hasn't won in quite a while. Yeah.
1: yeah, and like he always he he never finishes below his worst season was last year eight and eight. He finished 500, and he had Duck Hodges and. <laughs> whoever the, whoever the FL said quarterback the entire season. Cause they were all gone. But like, but like John Gruden, it, it like, I, I just, I think it's great. I think it's great that he's a good coach and you know, in 2020, which I did not see coming whatsoever. I, I'm pretty sure Craig and I were on this podcast at one point saying, this is going to be a hilarious disaster. And then he'll be back in the booth before you know it. And it's like, no, he's been great. And I'm glad it. it I was wrong. And uh, cause he's, Quite frankly, he's making football more fun, and he's resurrected Carr. Uh, the car. league is more fun
0: when John Gruden is part of it. I
1: would yeah, absolutely. that's for sure. Um, yeah, so that's it. We're taking the Falcons on this one. Moving on to the next game, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Fighting Herberts coming off a W, albeit against the Jets, but a W nonetheless. Uh, they're heading to Buffalo to take on the Bills. This game opened up at minus six. It is currently minus five and a half for the home Buffalo Bills. What do you think on this one, Billy?
2: I like the Bills in this scenario. I I think the Bills are a better team. You're not uh, you're not giving up that many points, and I think the Chargers are not good. So I think they're gonna have trouble moving the ball against this tough Bills defense. And the Bills should be able to move it off on this weak Charger secondary. So give me the Bills.
1: This game is an absolute fucking loot. Stay away from Matt Pierce. I am not uh, laying five and a half. With Josh Allen and this weird Bills offense, and I am not taking five and a half points with uh, Anthony Lynn and Justin Herbert on the road. Craig, where are you on this one? With the Bills getting five and a half, or giving five and a half? I want the Bills. Yeah, um, I, 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 sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I just, I, I understand what you are saying. I just, mm-hmm. the Bills are coming off a bye. They're the better team. They're at home. It's the West Coast the East Coast thing again. Give me the Bills.
1: I, like, I I agree with both of you that I think the Bills are the play. If you're, but to me it's if you're one of those compulsive types who has to, absolutely has to gamble, sort of a uh, sort of a scenario for me. I have I have no uh, desire to to bet this football game, but I think I think the Bills is the play. But I think there's better uh, spots out there. Um, next up, what a game! The New York Giants head to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, and not. Joe Burrow. And for who was it? Ryan Lindley? Who's going to be starting this game? Is that who came in for, for Burrow? Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, Ryan Finley, excuse me. was
0: it, uh, it, it, one of the crappy quarterbacks whose name ends in Lee.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, not important way, enough
1: to remember is the point. Yeah. Right, not relevant at all. Yeah. I should mention there's no teams on bye week we in know, Week 12.
0: Brandon Allen's actually going to start.
1: Who is? Brandon Allen. He started a game for Denver last year.
0: He's going to start over Burrow. He's uh, going to start over... Apparently. Which it, it literally is not relevant, as to which of the two it is, as far no. as how you feel about this game. does not matter in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, even with the restriction I put on myself, this is the easiest decision I've had this year when it comes to the following. Yeah. Scott Hans, do not show this game.
1: Just to give you an indication of how bad this is, the New York Giants are laying six on the road in this game, you guys. Jesus Christ! That's the line. The how New York... Is- the Daniel Jones... It- and the Damn. New York Giants are laying six points on the road. This game, this line is a fucking hornet's nest. Do not walk into it. Like, stay away from it. Good Lord. If Burrow was in this game, what is it? Giants minus three? No. It's a pick. Or is it a pick? Yeah. Wow. So Joe Burrow was worth six points to this line? This is, yeah, this yeah. is. It has ooh. to be, like, because, like,
0: the G- you're you're not favoring the Giants on the road against Joe Burrow. Yeah. So I think it's at, le- it's at least a pick. Like, it might wow. get to Bengals minus one in some situations. Probably not because the defense is bad. But, uh, yeah, no, the, Joe Burrow's is like the difference between Joe Burrow and Brandon Allen is absolutely six points on the line. I, I've got no problem with that. I, um, yeah, I, I'm not betting on this game. The over under is 42 and a half because the world is stupid. Uh,
1: <laughs> that is a low line, baby.
0: like who wants to do
1: wants to make that
0: bet like i'm gonna bet the under on this like like who wants to watch
2: like you know you
0: only get so many hours in your life to watch football who wants to watch a football game being like hope no one scores in this giants bengals game yeah
2: (laughs) celebrating the 9-5 victory at the end of it oh
0: (laughs) Oh, man that safety made me sort it out uh yeah no i will uh i will not be watching this game if you have to bet a don't find something else to do with your Sunday.
1: Well, so this B, is the least This is the least bet game on on the week. The the public obviously has no interest in this, and the pros haven't weighed in, because I so far they don't see an angle on this one. So, Or should they? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that I would just take the Bengals and move along with my life. Yeah, it feel, would... feels like a hold your nose, because I don't think the Giants should be favored again. Like, even if I'm starting quarterback for a team, I don't think this New York Giants team should be getting six on the road against anybody, right? Yeah. Like, no.
0: No, they should not.
1: Yeah. So I think you yeah. just take the Bengals, but just there's better spots out there this week. Uh, anything to add on this one, Bill?
2: No. No, don't watch <laughs> this. Avoid this. Um, yeah, I think you He's, take the points here.
0: He sound like, like, like Tobias Funke there. Would you like to try it again?
1: Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what a great reference.
2: Yeah, take, take the points and don't watch the game.
1: That Burrow injury looked so fucking good. bad and like I don't know anyone who was watching Red Zone like they were trying to get the clip of it happening and then for some reason they they freeze framed it at the point of impact when Joe Burrow's leg is at a 45 degree angle but with like his knee going forward and they freeze framed it there and then Scott Hansen was on it for like you know talking about it but they left it on that freeze frame for like a good minute before, <laughs> before Scott Hansen was like Okay, you can stop showing that now. Uh, I don't think we. need It's well, clear CBS,
0: that the reason why it, it, it was they were so weird with how they were handling it is yeah. CBS didn't show it a second time.
1: Oh, I know, but and why would yeah, they? It was Well Red Zone. Has, it was what CBS
0: has right, and mm-hmm. CBS didn't show it a second time
1: for good reason,
0: yeah. and that's
1: why Red Zone was like, "Oh yeah, let's see what happened here," and then we saw, and it was horrible. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think we see Joe Burrow till twenty twenty two. I truly don't. I don't. I don't see I, how there's. I saw, I saw the one year to nine months timeline,
0: and you know, not and a medicine. chance. You don't think the nine months is possible? I.
1: I don't. Not like it, they're saying like a, a complete MCL ACL. Like everything is shattered. Like his his leg was at a 45 degree angle going forward. I'm not saying he'll never play football again. And in fact, I hope that's not the thing. But like that, it looked like one of those super extra gross ones where he's not gonna be back it like it, if he does play in next season it won't be till like the back half of the season for the Bengals right Yeah, and, that, it, and that, at that, that, that point
0: what, uh, what the, the the doctors were saying um and, and at that point
1: thinking... why would you right like if you're the Bengals you're going to be you're going to be like you'll you'll be pretty much the same record you have now and at the at, uh, get a yes. chance to get another high draft I like, I why think... would you bring Burrow in to play the last 5 games of the season
0: i think the why would you is <coughs> excuse me i think the why would you would be the we've got a franchise quarterback. Let's make sure he's not out of football for two years. But you yeah, do it in like I week suppose. 16, 17. You don't do it in week nine.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose. Now, I just, if it's yeah. if, if it's the, again, I hope
0: it's the, the closer to the year, like it's, it's the year timeline. They're saying year is kind of worst case scenario. So I hope that's mm-hmm. what it is. Because, um, yeah, that sucks. Because I think that the Bengals are a team that has uh, potentially a pretty promising future here.
1: Yeah, uh, get well uh, soon, Mister Burrow. That is is what we say on the Crossword Podcast here. Cause love to watch it play football. Uh, next up, the Tennessee Titans head to Indianapolis to take on the Colts in a rematch of a Thursday night football game that uh, saw the Titans lose at home, mostly because of their punter. It's always fun when that sort of crap happens. Uh, Colts <laughs> minus three and a half at home. What do you think, Bill?
2: You know what? I was I was all over Tennessee last time and I got burnt. Um, I, that Colts defense is better than I thought it was. And the offense is not absolutely terrible. They're just regular terrible, which is sometimes enough. Um, what's the line you're looking at?
1: Uh, minus three and a half for the Colts. Ah,
2: oh, That hook.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Getting the hook, getting that, getting that half point hook.
2: Yeah, give me the uh, give me the Titans here and the points. Um, I, I think it'll be a close game and a good game. Uh, so give me the points.
1: God, the the hook has me tripped up on this one. So I, I, I have this as a stay away. Both of these teams coming off, uh, overtime walk-offs, uh, Colts after, uh, uh Marquez Valdez scandaling fumble for the Packers and then a walk-off Kenny Blankenship field goal. And then the Titans with a walk-off Derrick Henry touchdown. Uh, I believe he was the first person in NFL history to have two walk-off touchdowns in, in overtime. Uh, which is pretty cool. Or in, in the same season. Sorry, I didn't finish that yeah, stat they're both, completely.
0: They are both kind of the same from the mm-hmm. perspective of both on both those drives for Tennessee when they had the ball, you're thinking to yourself, Tennessee's not like the Titans are scoring. Or yeah. at the very least getting uh they, they may not get points, but they at the very least they're getting Gostowski a very easy makeable field goal mm-hmm. that he may or may not make. But uh um, <laughs> Yeah, both those drives, Henry was just running over people. And that's what we've seen from them in the fourth quarter a few times over the last couple of years here is uh, we kind of wear you down at the start of the game, and then Derek Henry comes in the back half here, and uh, he's hard to tackle because he's a big, strong monster of a man, and if you've had to tackle him six times already, the seventh time really hurts. Mm-hmm. And that's been a very, very successful plan for them for, uh, for a couple of years here. And it was successful again on Sunday against Baltimore, a team that that plan has been successful against a few times. And, um, I, I'm pretty happy with how that game went because I had some money on the, uh, money on the Titans. Um, oh, the Titans I, on the money line. Oh, so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would suggest in this game, though, I think I want the Colts. And I know that sounds nuts after all the things I just said, but, um, The Colts' defense is just well-built here. The one thing that I will say, and we don't know exactly the situation here currently, but DeForest Buckner not participating in this football game. He's currently on the COVID list. We don't know whether he was a close contact or what his situation's been or whether he has it, and I can look for another update. But um, if DeForest Buckner's not in this game, that is a very, very big part of the middle of that defense, and that is going to significantly hamper the Colts' ability to stop the run. So if that happens, if if Buckner's not healthy, I would bet on the Titans.
1: Yeah, I I think the Colts is the play too. I kind of like the Colts. I just don't like the the extra half point hook, so that's why they're not one of my five. But yeah, and, yeah. If, and here's
0: the thing: if, if Buckner is not in this game, that is a massive, massive loss for them, especially considering the team they're playing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because obviously Tennessee likes to do things in the middle of the defense. And Buckner being there is a significant hindrance to that. And Buckner has been every bit as advertised. He's been one of the best defensive players in the league. I think you can put together an argument that he's the best defensive player in the league so far this season doesn't play for the Rams. The top Mm -hmm. two might play for the Rams. But he's been that good. And if he's not part of this, that is going to significantly change some of the things the Colts can do on defense. So that was something. If I'm betting this game, that's something I'm I'm looking up and, and seeing what the latest is before I make that betting decision.
1: Good advice, I think. Uh, man, Titans love their runs between the tackles. Uh, next up, a real burn burner. Uh, the Cleveland Browns head to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The Cleveland Browns minus six and a half on the road, you guys. Oh, good Lord. Um, we did it last week. All three of us were on the Jaguars, and we got burned. Vladimir Luton was uh, not up to the task uh, in Pittsburgh, which uh, kind of sucked. First but uh, played by Mike Glennon. Yeah, uh, probably for the best. Uh, so Mike Glennon getting a start. Literally,
0: I don't think it necessarily impacts the Jaguars portions either way, but you're, they probably have a better chance to win this game. If I'm a Jaguars fan, I would want to start at quarterback in this game because the more you lose, the more likely it is that the, the Jets maybe find, they fall ass backwards into a win here. But, hmm. uh, yeah, I uh, I don't think it necessarily matters who the Jags quarterback is.
1: I. I think we are once again holding our breath and taking the Jacksonville Jaguars in this game because Cleveland. While I'm excited for them and uh, watching uh, Chubb and Hunt run, and and each of them can go for a hundred yards and or break a, a they, they're basically the uh, their running game is the anti. Watching the Bucks run the game right now, <laughs> like it's just oh so so much better with Hunt and uh, it, with Hunt and Chubb on that team. They're 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 dynamic and I, fun to watch. So and They're I, doing I, everything. Totally Ryan, they're this. just doing everything they can not to let uh, Baker Mayfield ruin these games for them with those two guys. It's nuts.
0: I really believe this that that Chubb is the best running back in the NFL right now. I really yeah, truly
1: believe he, he probably. Well, he, it's clear that those two guys should be on separate teams <laughs> because Hunt is also a starting running back in this league. But I mean, here we are. What are you going to do? Good for the Browns, but um, you know, a few people have pointed out that when they've played good teams, they haven't even been close to competing and they've just been beating up on bad teams. Well, there, here's another bad team for them, but, uh, I, I, I it's not going to be one of my five, but I think you just hold your nose and take the Jaguars on this one. Bill, where are you Browns laying six and a half on the road?
2: Yep. Not laying six and a half with the Browns on the road. So you have to take the Jags by that logic, but I don't mm. have to like it. Mm. Um, sure. Give me the, give me the points, but, uh, I'm certainly not at putting any real money on this.
1: <laughs> uh, Craig, Jaguars getting five, six and a half at home. Yeah, I think I want the Jags, but I don't love it. Mm. Uh, next up, the Carolina Panthers headed to Minnesota to take on your boys, Bill. The Vikings laying Four at home. This was the easiest pick of the week for me. This is easily going to be one of my five. The Minnesota Vikings laying the four should be on a lot of tickets this week. The Vikings, uh, I mean, this is just a, a, another pros versus Joe's play here. The pros are going to look at the Carolina Panthers, who just shut out the Lions at home. The Lions suck, by the way. And the Minnesota Vikings lost at home to the Cowboys last week, and so the public is going to be off uh the minnesota vikings uh easy bounce back here for the vikings uh i'm taking the minus four bill where are you on your vikings right now
2: yeah i mean i like the vikings as the play here um i I think they need to be a heck of a lot more consistent and they needed to go on on quite a run there to have some playoff aspirations and dallas was a beatable team and if you want to even have a shot of the playoffs in a somewhat tough division um you got to beat bad teams, so it was a very frustrating loss, to say the least. Uh, but I do like them to beat Carolina here because they are, in my opinion, a much better team than Carolina.
1: Yeah, that loss definitely put a dent. I mean, we discussed it last week that we thought we knew who the seven teams in the NFC or in the NFC were, the seven playoff teams. Uh, with the Vikings being the, pretty much the only team that had a chance to clip anybody and then a home loss to the Cowboys kind of put a damper on that going into week 12. Uh, Vikings laying four against the Panthers. What do you think, Craig?
0: Uh, yeah, Minnesota. Um, What's Bridgewater's status for this game?
1: He was well, questionable that's a, last that's, Yeah, I think I, last I heard he hadn't been practicing, but uh, he wasn't think like, ruled out or anything. I think Walker's pretty good. I liked
0: how he looked against, and again, I know it's Detroit, mm-hmm. but um, I think Walker's all right. Um, mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I still think that Minnesota is the, uh, uh, is, is the play at home. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Vikings, but even if it's Walker as opposed to Bridgewater, I would be okay with that. I also think it'd be pretty cool if Teddy Bridgewater got a chance to start a game in Minnesota. I think that'd be good. Yeah.
1: Uh, seven hours ago, Teddy Bridgewater, ex- it says Panthers QB expected to be back for week 12 versus Vikings Okay, that's, well, that's as, good. Of, I, as of seven hours okay. ago. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So I'll take, uh, I'll still take Minnesota. Uh,
1: but I think that that'll be, uh, that'll be cool for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next up the Arizona Cardinals head into new England and the Arizona Cardinals are laying two points on the road in new England in your life. Did you ever think we would be seeing the New England Patriots as home dogs? I I don't know when the last time they were a home dog, but uh, here we are. New England car Arizona Cardinals laying two. They're home dog against Baltimore. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're right. I but. Uh... I mean, Currently, I guess this,
0: this is the first time in some time that's been the case to be. Yeah, yeah
1: against against a, a a mediocre to above mediocre team, I guess is what I would say. Although I guess we could say the, uh we might think the Ravens are that now based on the last few weeks. But they certainly weren't perceived that, especially at the beginning of the season when they were, you know, Super Bowl favorites and whatnot. Uh, Cardinals laying two on the road against New England. What do you think, uh, Bill?
2: If you told me three years ago New England would be a home dog to Baltimore, I'd believe you. If you told me it was Arizona, I'd call you a liar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so certainly an impressive what swing. What if Tom was... Brady
0: been kidnapped by space aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: they That's wanted true. to be good with Garoppolo when he was kidnapped by space aliens last time.
0: <laughs> i actually, I believe he was technically suspended, but hey, you? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't read all
2: the tabloids. Yeah, um, I like Arizona here. I really do. I, I like Arizona to come in here and get a win. I think they're a better team, and I think they uh, there's no reason to think New England's going to be able to uh, move the ball with any efficiency against Arizona because New England, I feel like they haven't been able to move the ball with any efficiency all year. Uh, and Arizona, man, they've been, they've been electric, and New England will cough up some big plays here, uh, like everybody else has to the Cardinals. So give me Arizona.
1: You know what, Bill? I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm on the Cardinals in this game. And I realize uh, betting against Bill Belichick is, for the most part, a fool's errand, but and I know his thing is, like, I'm going to take away the best thing you do. They don't have the linebackers that can take away the best thing that the Cardinals do, which is Kyler Murray just going, like, go long, go <laughs> yeah, long. Ah, oh, hell, I'll do it myself. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> and then just running, right? like
0: That's they, the thing about the Cardinals. Is. We're going to take away the best thing you do, which you're, you're probably right is Kyler Murray running the ball. Mm-hmm. or Hopkins still on the team. He's pretty good at football. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, say They take away him, but like Murray, will just be running everywhere. Right? Yeah, exactly.
0: So it's kind of a pick your poison situation here for the Patriots. So yeah, I think that, uh, I think Arizona is absolutely the play this week.
1: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely insane. Um, next up, the Miami dolphins are heading to New York to take on the jets. The dolphins laying seven on the road, a lot of heavy road favorites this week. Uh, What did you make of the Tua benching, Craig?
0: Well, I certainly watched that game very closely. Um, Mm. He
1: was not good against Denver. No.
0: Like, the fact that Denver won that, if you look at some of the numbers beyond just the total points. I tried to tell everybody to bet on Denver last week. I just, you know, I tried. uh, The fact that Denver only won that game by seven points is pretty ridiculous when you look at the numbers. Denver dominated every facet of that game. And the only reason it was remotely close is because Melvin Gordon, who for some reason continues to get touches over Phelps Lindsay that I, I do not understand. Um, Melvin Gordon fumbled one of the two-yard line, which certainly swung things. And Drew Locke throw, threw an interception from his own something teen yard line. If uh, those two things happen, which I know ifs and buts, candy you nuts, but Denver wins that game going away because they, they, they moved the ball consistently and very well on offense. And Miami's offense did almost nothing until Fitzpatrick came in. Um... The Tua benching, my theory is he was getting really beat up. Mm. Like, they were getting at him. And I think from the perspective of Brian Flores, you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I don't know if we're winning any either way. He, like, they said it was performance, and that was certainly part of it. But I think it was a matter of, you know, we're, the, the, our quarterback, like the, the the pass rushing is just going to be teeing off. Our quarterback's going to take a bunch of hits towards now and the end of the game. I think we're going to have Ryan take those hits and not
2: Tua.
1: Yeah, probably a smart idea. Uh, Dolphins laying seven on the road. What do you think, Bill?
2: Whew, seven is a lot. Um, but the Jets are horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I hate I hate laying <laughs> that many, but I, I have to. The Jets are very, very, very bad. Um, give me Miami here. I mean I'm not passionate about this one because of the teams in question. Uh, I'm not that high on Miami this year. Um, like the 6 and 4 they're a pretty bad 6 and 4. 10th and DBOA. Um,
0: if you look at their if you look at their games I'm just looking like at they, how they, 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 beat up, it? they beat up on the on some bad teams. They got a win in Arizona, which is a pretty good spot to get away.
1: To beat with. the Rams, which is a good one.
0: Yeah, they, they they and they they didn't just beat the Rams. They they hammered those guys. Mm. Um. And they had that five game. Now, of course, they 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 beat the Jets earlier in the year, and that was kind of a a stomping. And I suspect that's what we're going to see again on Sunday. But uh, a lot, of, they lot all-
1: of defensive and special team scores, though, in in a lot of those wins, which you can't really rely on that long term. Although they have the first rank special teams in DVOA, so uh, that'll lead to some Ws.
0: I would also say that from the perspective of the last game against the Jets, it's very easy to win when the other team scores zero. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> uh, they all they, they the Dolphins could have beaten Seattle. They played a very close game against Buffalo. Like the. I was talking about this with Piers earlier. When we look back on the the year, we often find that you know that one very weird and bizarre week one result. Um, the the obvious answer is the Colts losing to the Jaguars, but may I present to you the Patriots beating the Dolphins?
1: Yeah, I, th- I th- that has to be considered. For, uh, based on based yeah. on what's, what's gone on in the subsequent twen-
0: uh, subsequent ten weeks. That was a weird one. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I like the Dolphins here. Um, I think like. The AFC playoff race is good stuff, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's very, very good stuff. So I think I, I, I like the Dolphins to cover the spread just because I just
2: –
0: I, I don't want to bet on the Jets.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, gambling yeah. gambling-wise, this to me boils down to one thing. And otherwise it's a stay away. Cause I, I'd be on the jets with the plus seven here. Cause I just don't, I too, is going to start this game. I think you're asking a lot for a rookie quarterback to go on the road, even against a team as abysmal as the 2020 New York jets and cover seven. I think you're asking a lot and he hasn't thrown more than two touchdowns yet in his career and that sort of thing. Um, to me, it boils down to if Darnold, if Darnold starts this game, I'm taking the jets I'll, I'll have some bets on the Jets. If Flacco is starting the game, I will have no bets on this game. That's I don't know. I'm a very simple man, and uh, <laughs> that's what it boils down to for me. If Darnold's in there, I'm I'm gonna have a few tickets with the Jets. If not, say Levy. Moving on to a better game. Uh, sorry. Go ahead, Craig. I just want
0: a quick Dolphins thought real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins
1: at Raiders Week 16. Yeah, so there's some look-ahead potential there for potential the Dolphins. To be
0: a massive, massive football game.
1: Oh, I can't wait to see. I wonder what the over-under will be in that game. Be, that's got to be in the 50s, right? At least 51, I would think. You opening think so. up for that game. Uh, last game of the 1 o'clock slate, which just got moved into the 1 o'clock slate. A rare 1.15 start time. The Baltimore Ravens head to Pittsburgh. Was supposed to be the Thursday night primetime Thanksgiving Day matchup that we all enjoyed. But uh, what are you going to do? Watch uh, Jersey Shore or something, I guess. New episode this week. Uh, this game. They have no line on this from what I'm looking at right now.
0: Uh, Exactly, yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) There's no line in this it was yeah. uh Steelers minus 5 all week though le- in leading up to it even on Monday and Tuesday when the COVID stuff for the Ravens was breaking when they were still planning on playing the game uh even with the COVID stuff breaking for the Ravens the line didn't move whatsoever it was just that Steelers minus 5 so I I expect it'll be uh if if this game indeed gets played it'll be minus 5 again Steelers second time this year they got uh silly yeah, by a uh, COVID teams.
0: Was sending out some tweets, being annoyed. Um, There's someone else who did Eric Ebron as well. Just mm-hmm. be, they, they their thought process was they, you just make Baltimore play off Thursday without their guys. I don't think they were thinking that too hard because a bunch of Baltimore's guys may have COVID that has not shown up on testing yet.
2: Yeah. But uh,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll see what uh, what winds up happening with this. Uh, the Steelers are a lot better. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are just simply a lot better right now.
1: To, it's been going on with the Ravens for enough now that this is this is a thing. This is this is it, it, it and maybe it, we should well, have, have officially declared it.
0: It's offense, and I think mm-hmm. that the, the the start of that was Mike Brabel in the playoffs last year. And people have taken some of those things and, and applied it to their own scheme, and they're basically saying, "Oh yeah, no, we're going to leave. Oh, we're going to leave Marquise Brown. We're going to leave Willie and Any of those guys one on one outside the numbers, and if Lamar can make the throw, so be it." And right now, Lamar is not making those throws outside the numbers.
1: And that's yeah, it. Yeah, they got to get themselves a wide receiver that can that can get open, or they, they got to get themselves a, a big body wide receiver. I,
0: I agree, but Lamar's got to make those throws outside the numbers too.
1: That's true. That's you I know? mean that's the biggest deterrent, right? But yeah, they yeah. I mean I'm thinking of it. Like and they, you they, just they, can't,
0: they, you, could, you put 1989 Jerry Rice out there. If <laughs> Lamar is not making the throws outside the numbers, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm like, if they had AJ Brown, and I'm really, and this is just a dumb analogy, but like, if they had a big body guy like AJ Brown who just fights for the ball, even though he's he's never necessarily open, you know, that's. But you just don't go out there and get those guys. So that's that's dumb analogy by me, but that's the type of guy that they really need to, to get yeah, back to what I, they're I, doing.
0: I, I they, they definitely need better guys out there, and they they they. They burned a first-round pick on on Hollywood Brown. I just don't know if he necessarily fits there, and they they, they like DuVernay. but so they burned some draft capital on that spot. But um, poof, that I just think that the the the, the main thing that's got to happen here is they've they, they Lamar's got to make better throws when it's not to the tight ends. That's it.
1: Yeah, that's what's gotta for sure.
0: And if, 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 if he doesn't do that, then the plan to stop this offense is we're just going to clog the middle of the field, play a bunch of defensive backs, and we're going to have, have guys that are quick that can sort of keep an eye on what Lamar is up to. And look, there are going to be some games when that doesn't necessarily work the whole way through, and the Ravens are going to score a few points, but it's not going to be like last year, because they basically they figured out, oh, okay, we're just going to make Lamar throw to the outside. And he hasn't been able to do it with any sort of consistency.
1: If it it is indeed Steelers minus the five, what side are you
2: on, Bill? Steelers. Um, I I know we've we've said a few times that they kind of play to the level of their opponent and just do enough to win. But I think that this is always a a hard-fought game, and Pittsburgh is a much better team. So I would take Pittsburgh at home for sure.
1: Yeah, Tomlin really put a uh, put a damper on that. Uh, one of it, what it like, I mean, for as great a coach as he's been, and we, we mentioned earlier, he's never finished below eight and eight. And when he do, and the only time he does finish eight and eight is when Doug Hodges is his quarterback for most of the season. Um, the one damper is he is from a gambling standpoint is when he goes on the road against bad teams or teams that the Steelers should fustigate. He tends to sometimes lose and most of the time not cover, but that was uh, not the case last week against Jacksonville. Um, yeah. If it was Steelers minus five, what do you think, Craig?
0: Uh, I've got it minus four at some spots. Um, okay. I, I sorry. No, it opened and uh, uh, Bet MGM had it open at minus four. Now they've taken it off the board. Right. Understandable. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I would go Steelers. I would go yeah. Steelers, and typically typically these games are close, so I'm loathe to give away points, but I'm going to go Steelers.
1: I think so, too. And if, 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 five, look at the before. rest of
0: the schedule, by the way. Look at the rest of the schedule for Pittsburgh. If they don't lose this one, they've got a couple other tough ones, but if they don't lose the game at Baltimore, it is within their of possibility that they go 16-0. It, ah. it is... So the, here's the rest of the schedule. They're at home against the Washington football team. They'll be a double-digit favorite for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They go to Buffalo, New York. That'll
1: that be is a tough a, one.
0: That is a night game, and that will be a tough one. They go to the Bengals.
1: They'll be double-digit favorites in that yeah. if they're home or so if they're home or road because the Giants are getting six, the Steelers are getting fourteen, even if they're on the road. I'm not sure.
0: I agree. Unless unless somehow Brandon Allen turns into some sort of superstar over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, double-digit favorites there. Uh, home against the Colts. Probably a seven-point uh, favorite in that game against yeah. the Colts. That would be tough. Yeah. And then at the Browns is week 17. Mm-hmm. Which last well, time they, they, well, yeah. they disposed of the Browns with relative ease. Who are they going to play in that game, I, I think, is a legitimate question but
1: I don't everybody unless the Kansas city chiefs somehow lose a game. That's a good
0: point. If Kansas city has one loss and they got to just go pull out. That's true. That's a good point.
1: Oh man. Tough to say. Uh, Do you consider this game, the marquee matchup of the one o'clock slate or Titans Colts? Titans Colts. Titans Colts. -Colts? I think so too. Although uh, this one is very close. It's closer than we're, we're making it seem Uh, four o'clock games, the new Orleans saints and Taysom Hill, Head into Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Saints laying six on the road, another heavy road favorite. Um, I have a stay away. I was on the Broncos last week. I I have this as a stay away because I like the Broncos side, but I'm hesitant to take the Broncos two weeks in a row with Drew Lockett quarterback. Um, Taysom Hill just kind of throws weren't great. In the, be- in the first quarter and then uh, warmed up a little bit there, hit that nice deep ball to uh, to Thomas that unfortunately got called back on the on the holding call. And, um, yeah, other than that, two t- passing touchdowns, two running touchdowns, he, he looked good. Now, I don't know with, with the more footage on him having to play a bit more if, if teams will be able to get after that, but uh, I guess we'll wait and see. But, I mean, Sean Payton uh, retweeting Roddy White and, and all the other uh, – you know, that people was... who who was pretty damn hilarious. I mean, it has to come down to it as as simple as because uh, the announcement got made on what Friday night that Taysom Hill was starting, or like Friday afternoon,
0: Yeah. and
1: so sometime like that. It, it it honestly it had to be just as simple as Sean Payton watched uh, watched Jameis Winston in practice and was like, yeah, if I put this guy out there, he's gonna throw the ball to the other team. I I just that that's it, like it had I to be as simple as that, that for for I don't Sean Payton. That...
0: I don't know if that's what it was. My I really believe this. I think that Peyton knew if Drew gets if Drew goes down this year, Taysom's gonna be the guy. I think he knew that. And I think that when Sean Payton has has been saying for some time, hey, we think Taysom Hill's an NFL quarterback, we think this guy's pretty good. He has not been blowing smoke. He really believes that.
1: But then uh, why we'll... give Jameis the first team reps or in the in the in the beginning of the week? Oh, that's a simple one because you want the Atlanta Falcons to believe Jameis Winston starting the game. Just smoke screening. Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, I guess that. I but Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, I, I really truly think that, that his plan all along was, 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 was Hills going to start. Um, and like, Hey, look, is he going to be able to be cons- like, have a consistently good offense with Taysom Hill as the quarterback. I don't know. But the challenge presented this week by a defense coordinated by Vic Fangio is very, very different from the challenge presented by the Atlanta Falcons, which have have been horrific on defense. So we'll see what it's like this week. I don't hate the Broncos' chances to keep this game close, is what I will say. Uh, The problem that Denver's going to have is they are in a bad way when it comes to scoring points. And... The Falcons offensive line got badly abused by the Saints front. The Broncos offensive line has been pretty good this year. And I want to just mention Garrett Bowles quickly. Um, Obviously, a lot of people don't follow offensive line stuff, especially if it's not their team. But Garrett Bowles is a first-round pick by Denver. And he was unquestionably a very, very disappointing first-round pick until this season. And now you could put together a pretty decent argument that he's been – Maybe not the best left tackle in football, but he's in the conversation. Mm. And I was talking about this with a friend, and I said, this is the equivalent of, from a quarterback perspective, if what if Dwayne Haskins came into the season and was as good as Deshaun Watson?
1: That's That's what this is from a quarterback perspective.
0: You'd be like, wait a minute, what the hell? Like how'd this happen? And, and, and Garrett Bowles, he, he did, a, there was a bunch of media stories about him this week, uh, from the athletic and a couple others about how we have worked really hard on this and worked really hard on that in the offseason. season. And Garrett Bowles is on a one year, like he had one year left in his deal. And now the Broncos are going to have to give him a whole lot of money, which I am fine with because if this is the guy that's available as a left tackle, uh, left tackle's the second hardest position to find. So yeah, pay the man. That's fine with me. Um, but yeah, it's just been, uh, it's been an incredible goddamn story. And pretty cool for the Broncos. Obviously, they've had some other problems on offense, but holy hell,
1: is Garrett Bowles been good? You just got to be wary of those guys who uh, all who are disappointing, and then all of a sudden have their best year in their contract year, right? Just yeah, it's always, that's true. Yeah, it's always a cautionary tale in the sports yeah. world, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's uh, that's fair. But left tackle is hard enough to find that you just kind of have to chance it. You know, in this case, like you can't let yeah, a guy I think use... so you know what i mean? you just you can't no, just leave it oh, no yeah go away like uh, uh, you can't do that so we'll in see in football well,
1: unlike say basketball when you when you pay a guy who had his best year in a contract you're a little bit too much money there's no way out of it in basketball yes, uh, yes. in football, you know, can, football there's
2: depending on the structure yeah maybe it depends yeah, on, it's
1: on always out yep. uh saints laying six on the road bill what do you think
2: i like the saints i think um i think Taysom hill and Camara are, they're just a logistical nightmare trying to cover that many talented people in, in the front. I don't think he needs to go out there and, and throw for 360 yards. He's got to do exactly what he did last week, which is high completion passes into, you know, some open areas. And those times that, you know, three backers follow Camara, he takes off the other way. I, I think it is a nightmare trying to figure out how to, how to handle those two people uh on this team and i think Peyton's a good enough coach that he's going to put it together so give me the uh give me the saints
1: yeah T- Taysom. him i mean he's not as accurate on the short throws as drew but drew can't throw a ball far anymore and he'll you know sort of prove that he could he had one bad deep ball and one good one uh but man when he was taking off with the legs it was just like oh this is no good for other teams if they have to watch camara like If they have to send two guys off to Kamara when he goes to the flat and then uh, just have, they'll go, oh, it's open up the middle, eh? (laughs) Yeah,
2: well, that's exactly what Drew Brees was quarterback. You just have, you know, a couple guys follow Kamara out, but Mm -hmm. you can't really do that now. So there's going to be a lot of one-on-one tackling of a very talented running back or a very talented quarterback. Well, a quarterback.
0: Yeah, (laughs) a quarterback that's very just running the ball. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, a talented running quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. I'm fascinated by this, and this is the other this is a Denver angle, but I have to mention it real quick. Um I look at what Taysom Hill has done, and obviously I have zero regrets at the Broncos quarterbacking decisions in the 2012 offseason. That worked out extremely well. Um but I think in another world, if Tim Tebow was in a guy who was having an offense designed for him by Sean Payton, things could have looked a little bit different. And I'm, I just think from the perspective of if Tim Tebow was willing, and if the media was willing to let him be sort of the change of pace, come in for trick plays type of guy, um, yeah. it could have it could have been a very different NFL career for him,
1: and yeah, that could, could have be a, been could have yeah, been could be doing and what Taysom think. Hill's doing or yeah. was doing in before Hill's, Breeze. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's a very good point. Now here's wh- why this was kind of the perfect storm of events. One, Taysom Hill is not one of the most famous athletes on the planet, Tim Tebow is, or at least in North America Mm -hmm. Two, um, for this to have worked with Tebow, it couldn't have been a starter who was middle of the road. It had to be a hall of fame caliber guy like breeze
2: only because,
0: um, you, the coach would not want to have to answer 50 questions about, Hey, do you think Tim should start next week after every loss? And that would just a distraction locker room. That's probably why it never occurred is because no coach wanted to go through that. I think, from a different perspective that's why colin kaepernick didn't get a backup job is because no coaches wanted to deal with that um but it's interesting to note just that the similarities between the skill sets and how things potentially could have been different with tebow but again his level of fame probably precluded what has happened with Taysom hill
1: I agree. It's certainly a fun what if. Uh, next up, the San Francisco 49ers head to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. The Rams coming off a very big victory over the Bucks on Monday night. Short week for them. Niners coming off a bye week. Uh, Shanahan will be able to figure some stuff out. Uh, niners, you got to take the Niners here with the cover, even though the Rams look damn good. I, j- I just – seven's too high for me with this, uh, this Los Angeles Rams uh, – team these two teams know each other way too well uh both coaches i think will cancel each other out and i i expect kind of a close game even though it'll probably be mullins at quarterback for the niners so uh i, I like the niners getting the seven here what do you think bill
2: yeah i was looking at uh i was looking at 7.5 and i was kind of thinking that looked good but yeah seven even makes me a little more uneasy um yeah i think you take the points the rams the rams they look good i mean the, the rams oh they're are- damn good San Francisco though has just gone very quickly between being very good and very bad, so you don't know what you're yeah, gonna get. Hurt. But I'm gonna assume they play somewhere in the middle and they can keep it competitive. So yeah. give me the give me the Niners and the points.
1: I mean the Niners show up and play every week and they're always well prepared and it just they just had so many flipping injuries this year. There's it's it's, yeah. it's it's just been, yeah, it's been awful for them. And then conversely, the Niners kind of, or the Rams had the same thing last year where they, they had a lot of injuries and stuff that dragged them down. And they had, you know, they lost a lot of weird games. And even then, they still finished like 9-7 and seven last year with the weird games. But uh, I, I like the Niners to keep this uh, close, so I'm, I'm taking the 7. It's probably going to be one of my five. Uh, what do you think about the Niners getting 7 on the road, Craig?
0: Yeah, I like the Niners as well for the 7. But I, I have a question about the Rams. Hmm. Because I, I generally don't know really the answer to this question. The Saints are, I think, pretty clearly the best team in the NFC right now, even yeah. with Hill, because the defense has been so damn good. Are the Rams second best team in the NFC? I
1: would say so. Yes, because yeah, I, I, do- I would pick them. I would pick them to beat the Packers in a uh, in a playoff yeah, game. So.
0: Because the Packers' defense is too awful to beat them either. Um, yeah, I think I I legitimately believe that the Rams are the next best team behind New Orleans right now. I'm good. And
1: like, I know a lot of people are ragging on the NFC uh, for, like, I know a lot of people ragging on the NFC because, you know, basically in week 10, we knew who the seven playoff teams were going to be. But from where I'm sitting, when we get those seven playoff teams, there isn't a single bad game. Anywhere in those uh, in, the, in those like six matchups or whatever we're going to get.
0: May I may I interject that one of Dallas, Washington, the Giants, or Philadelphia is going to be hosting. True. Yeah. But outside of that ridiculousness, the other six yeah. teams are all legitimately good, fun to watch, interesting. Yeah. Uh, my other question is this about the NFC: How many teams in the AFC would be the second best team in the NFC? I know several would be the best team. I, I think that the Chiefs and Steelers certainly would be. Um. Yeah. But I think a bunch of teams in the AFC, like several, would be the second best team in the NFC.
1: Yeah, I think
0: you could. I, I think that you could argue the Bills might be the second best team in the NFC if they are in there.
1: Yeah, you could argue that. But uh, they, I certainly they, wouldn't take them in a few. They wouldn't be. Yeah, they wouldn't be favored over the Rams. I don't think in a playoff game. They beat them earlier in yeah, the year. it's true they did um, under suspicious uh, circumstances, but they beat them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's
0: true. That's fair. That's that's, yeah. that's fair to say. Still I just uh, yeah, because I think that the Steelers and the Chiefs are. are certainly better than anyone in the NFC. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that there's a conversation to be had for maybe the AFC has uh, like, they're going to be some not great teams that make the playoffs in the AFC. Cleveland's not a great team. They're probably going to get in. Um, The Raiders are a flawed team. They're probably going to get in. But from the perspective of um, the top of the conference, the AFC is
1: a lot better. Yeah, wildcard yes. weekend should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, a lot of fun. Mm. But the, the Saints would be underdogs in the Super Bowl against either Pittsburgh or Kansas City. wouldn't matter, right?
1: No, the AFC is the going to be favored in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And period. Yeah, period. I think
0: less, less like some weirdo run. I guess, I've, I guess if some team's coming off of beating Pittsburgh and Kansas City, which if it's not Pittsburgh or Kansas City in the Super Bowl, then someone's mm. going to probably have had to have beaten both of those teams. Um, if that's the case then maybe an AFC team other than those two would be favored. I think the Saints would be favored against anyone in the AFC other than Pittsburgh or Kansas City, though.
1: Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Uh, Last game of the 4 o'clock slate, the Kansas City Chiefs head to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Tom Brady finally gets a game that's not past his bedtime. That's my uh, overworked joke of the week. Everybody making that fucking joke all week. That was annoying as hell. Um, Chiefs minus 3.5 against the Bucks on the road oh wow I have no what is the this is uh Tampa Bay is second in DVOA Kansas City is fourth Kansas City is is humming right now the bucks will have a short week coming off that Monday night loss but uh man I I just I'm weird I, I for some reason I have no desire to lay the spread on this game even though I, I I think the Chiefs are humming right now but man their their defense looks so bad against the uh Against the Raiders, they just happen to have the ball last, which is why they won that game. And um, the Bucks, man, that that offense—I don't know. Like Tom Brady might just like I—I I read somewhere today that like the Chiefs or the Bucks on first down only do one of two things: they only either run the ball or throw it deep, which are the worst two options available to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Period. <laughs> Like those; are, those are the worst two things they could do with the football. Because Brady threw two of the worst picks I've ever seen in my life trying to get the ball downfield last, last week. And man, they've got two. I mean, you you were talking earlier about uh, why the hell is Melvin Gordon still getting carries, and when you clearly have a superior running back. I don't understand what they're trying to do with this Leonard Fournette thing. Um, like Jones. Another... Was
0: Jones was pretty bad on Sunday too.
1: True. Like Jones, yeah, but they don't
0: some holes. Like it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I I just like, they got to pick a guy. Yeah, I just I just I feel like I've seen more from Jones this year than Fournette because I've I've been watching a lot of Bucks games because I mean they've been a draw. I just feel like I, I I feel like when Jones gets the ball, it's more the right thing than seeing Fournette drop little screen passes in the flat. Yeah, but
0: uh... well, they they both had lousy games, but yeah, there's a couple like there's a couple of drives that were really really hampered by Fournette. Like I think Fournette had three drops on what should have been pretty easy to make plays.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just looking at what, what Jones did on Sunday, though. and this, oh, His numbers this, were
1: awful, too. Yeah,
0: yeah th- and this is a problem, I think, for, for Tampa Bay going forward here, is how well are you going to be able to run? Now, I will say this. Aaron Donald caused him some problems because he causes every team some problems. Ali Marpet, probably top five guard in the NFL. I... Think he's going to be back soon? I think that's going to make a huge difference for their offense from the perspective of less interior pressure coming at Tom Brady. So hopefully that uh, is something that happens soon. I, I'm looking up his status for this week right now, but um, that would and definitely when you're dealing with, uh, with 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 Chris Jones on the inside, if you're uh, if you're the Buccaneers, you're going to want you're going to want uh, uh, Ali Marpet in there. Um, so we'll see what uh, what happens there. Uh, I I hope that we see him soon because I think this has potential to be a really really good game. I, I think I would want the Buccaneers though on the spread.
1: I think so I,
0: too. I, I, get, I get I get three points betting on Tampa Bay at home. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I think, think you just I think you just trust that defense, right? And the Bucks have showed up in these big spots against teams like the Chiefs in uh, in showed the afternoon in games picks. anyway
0: of big time against Green Bay
1: yeah and I so I, I think against the spread I think we're supposed to take the Bucks here I think this is a pros versus Joes moment where the the Joes will likely be on the Chiefs you know just having watched what they watched uh, having watched what both the teams did last week where the Bucs were imba- uh, not embarrassed but uh, didn't look great on a Monday night despite the close score and and the Chiefs just look so good on, in the Sunday night game but yeah I think you're right I think this is I think this is a pros versus Joes moment I think you're take the bucks at home plus you're getting the, the half point hook uh billy what do you feel like the chiefs minus three and a half
2: i kind of like the chiefs here um mm-hmm. I, I know their defense looked pretty bad and uh, against oakland um, but i think this is going to go back and forth and i think tom brady as weird as this sounds is more likely to make a mistake than patrick mahomes um, I think you're going to see Kansas City win the turnover battle, and that's all it's going to take because Kansas City should be able to score most of the time, um, as they tend to do. Uh, give me the Chiefs. I'll trust them.
1: i um, looking at the records against the spread. As expected, everything is kind of normalizing. Everybody's within the, you know, three to seven win range as far as covering. The only two outliers really are the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are eight and two against the spread. Wow. And the Dallas the Dallas Cowboys, who are two and eight against the spread, but uh, they've had back to back covers the the Cowboys after starting the season zero and eight. So uh, Vegas has pretty much got everything figured out, I would say. Um, heading into the Sunday nighter, a barn burner for old Collinsworth and uh, and Al Michaels to call as the Chicago Bears head into Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers coming off a tough. Loss uh, in Indianapolis where Valdez Scanling dropped the, uh, put the ball on the ground in overtime, leading to the Blankenship walk-off. The Packers minus nine at home. Bears coming off a bye week. Listen, I've done this a few times this year. It's painful to watch. I don't recommend it, but if you're one of those compulsive types who has to gamble, it, you got to take the Bears here. You're coming off a bye you're getting nine. The Packers defense is terrible. I know the Bears look awful doing anything with the football. Their their running back is is two yards, two yards, two yards. It's so bad. It's it's a shame that Allen Robinson hasn't had a true quarterback his entire life. But maybe this
2: offseason.
1: Yeah, who knows? But uh, man, the Green Bay Pack. You can't. Uh, you can't lay nine with the Green Bay Packers. You just you can't do it. Chicago Bears. You gotta you gotta take the nine. What do you think, Craig? Uh, I, this is a hold your nose and take the Bears. Who's playing quarterback for sure? Like, eh, it'll uh, still be Foles. Uh,
0: the the, the would... uh, Matt Nagy has not said who is going to be because both those guys are banged up. Um, yeah,
1: because like, well, a Trubisky, if he didn't have the weird arm thing, I wonder if he if we would have seen him have a start.
0: During this whole lull well, they've been in, yeah, certainly possible.
1: NFL. dot com headline five hours ago: Nagy won't announce starting quarterback for Sunday, but all signs point to Mitchell Trubisky. That's although that's a, a most likely a speculative headline, so take but take it with a grain of salt. But that's not yeah. That's not I I I, still think
0: I I don't want to bet on Chicago. Like what what I'm concerned about, and I feel as though we've seen this, we've literally watched this Bears Packers night game a couple times before. From the perspective of, hey, okay, we have some questions of the quarterback. The Packers' defense isn't very good. Bears' defense is really good. Maybe the Bears can keep it close. And I feel as though during this, like I think there was one on Christmas Day a couple of years ago where I said, okay, I'll bet the Bears. And then it's 14-0 Green Bay after the first two drives, and you're like, well, shit, because yeah. the Bears ain't coming back. Like that's that's it. Like you know that's you know you're done. Um, so I'm staying away from this game.
1: That. Is uh, sound logic because i'm i'm not recommending betting against just think about the last time the bears took the field the last time the bears took the field they were three point dogs at home against your vikings bill and if i had told you before the game hey the bears are gonna have a kickoff return touchdown from cordero patterson and the vikings are only going to score 19 points you would it have helped, thought, thought there's chances yeah, you've been like, Oh, I easily cover that spread. Nope, nineteen thirteen loss. Don't cover the spread, <laughs> right? It's like, Good lord. That's so bad. Um There's last uh, four games
0: losses against the Rams, Saints, Titans and Vikings.
1: Yeah. They're not good. They're not good. And and they're oh, five and really? five now and and the uh, the analytics guys who were doing their uh, their end zone celebration when they were five and zero. Oh, you know, with their with their season over, win total of, of over nine and a half, they're two losses away from not covering that nine. So uh, they're not they're not spiking the football anymore. The
0: uh, now the remaining the,
1: Bears uh, have the Packers twice in
0: their last six. Then they have mm-hmm. Detroit, Houston,
1: Minnesota, Jacksonville. Yeah. So I mean, it's there. They can still get there. No, I'm they, just saying they, they, nobody. They yeah, they
0: like, might get the wins. We'll see.
1: Yeah
0: that they were five and zero, and you're thinking about it, is certainly frustrating. <laughs> yeah.
1: I rest uh, up? <laughs> well, if uh, if you took the Steelers uh, over uh, nine and a half on the season, like I did, um, yeah, you uh, cast that ticket in the 31. minimum amount possible. And uh, I, I actually, I had the Steelers to uh, win the uh, division bet at the beginning of the season. A lot of those bets, uh, betting sites are looking to pay out right now because. They're standing to lose a lot of money on those. I think the 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 sharps took them to task on that one. Jeez, um, Packers minus nine at home. What do you think, Bill?
2: I love the Bears here. Love them. Really? Um, yeah, I think. Have he's just had, just Packers have to beat the Bears by nine since twenty seventeen? Um, That's mm. uh, I, I think the the Bears defense look for for the Packers to win by nine. Like, even Foles will score, let's say, 17 points. The Packers need to get, let's call it, 26 against a pretty good defense. Um, There's, you got the potential for a backdoor cover here. Um, I I, I like the Bears in this scenario. I think they tend to keep it close. It's a division game. Uh, Give me the Bears. Confident with that one.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a hold your narrows and take the Bears. Not going to be one of my five, but, God, they're so awful to watch. Yes, All right, the, they, they've got to have the work
0: the Sunday night games the next two weeks. And um, you can you can flex starting next week. Uh, you got Bears Packers this week and you got Chief Broncos next week, which is uh, also also not a great
1: one. <laughs> I don't think they'll flex out the Chiefs, though.
0: No, they, they, <laughs> they, they, you can't. You can't. You, if you're NBC, you can't say, no, we don't want Patrick Mahomes on TV.
1: Yeah, like, there's no way. I mean. You wish the Broncos had all their ducks in the row that we thought they would have at the beginning of the season, but it is what it is at this point. All right, last game, and then we'll get uh, do our picks and get out of here. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. The Seahawks laying six on the road, yet another heavy road favorite. Good God in heaven, you have to hold your nose and take the Eagles. Oh, God. God,
2: Carson is Wentz
1: is terrible. This is awful. I hate. Why do we do this, you guys? Why do we do this? This is so bad. You have to hold your nose and take the Eagles. It is so bad and so ugly. God, the Eagles suck. They're so bad, but you have to do it. Got to take the Eagles plus the six. I don't. I don't see any way around it. Bill, what do you think?
2: Look, Carson Wentz is is not the best, but when Seattle doesn't bother to cover receivers, he he'll end up looking pretty good. Um, I'll take the Eagles here. Seattle secondary has just been awful, and and Wentz like he can well, look. Well, the, the interesting thing about the
0: secondary though, you're right, they've left a the lot of guys open. But the the big problem is it's 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 easy to leave guys open when the quarterback can just sit there and do whatever he wants and sit back all day, all, day all day and not have to worry about what's going on, right? Yeah. Because there's no pass.
2: Yeah. Clean pocket. Been, easy to work with. Yep,
0: they've been bad. They've been bad at every level. So, I I think that I'm on the Eagles here too.
1: Yeah, it's I don't see any way around it. You have to this. This would be like, oh, God, you have to take the Eagles. It's so bad. Stupid. Oh, man. It's so
0: I, I've got a, I've got a Carson Wentz thought. Throw it out there. It's, this it's, it's it's been an absolute nightmare season for him. And to the point where and, and I think this might be a little bit hyperbolic. But have we ever seen a quarterback who's like he would have won the MVP if he didn't tear his ACL in 2017? Yeah, that that's something that would have happened. Last year, despite the fact that the Eagles receiving core was just decimated by injuries, he dragged that team to the playoffs. He was really good last year, I thought. Had yeah. some not, not great games, but in the, the important moments he was there, he was really good. Have we ever seen a quarterback with this type of resume be this terrible? The throw he had for the pick six against Cleveland last week, that might be the worst throw I've seen this season. That was, that was
1: truly That was truly abysmal.
2: Horrible.
1: I, whew, I... I, it's, a lot of it just stems from him just refusing to give up on plays. Like he just it, like, uh, somebody made a joke. I don't remember who it was. It might have been on Twitter, but somebody said it, like Carson Wentz has like a funhouse mirror in his bathroom because when he looks in it, he, he sees Patrick Mahomes. Right, <laughs> and and, and, it, and it, it's just like. like it, well, you're not Mahomes. that guy. He's just yeah, got to throw the ball away Mahomes, from time Mahomes, to time.
0: And you're right. He, he, he wants to extend plays and things like that. I get it. But when Mahomes throws it after he extends plays, uh, one of the guys on his team is there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like,
1: exactly. That, that, yeah.
0: Morgan's that, that, Oregon's Cleveland for the pick six. There was no one anywhere near him. And he throws yeah. the ball right to a Cleveland player. Like it was just the offense is terribly designed. And mm-hmm. you have to wonder. What the hell's happened? So this is my theory on Carson Wentz, and I spent a lot of time on the Carson Wentz over the cap page. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles were to trade Carson Wentz and designate him as a post June one trade, there's only about nine million dollars in dead money that happens there.
1: Not terrible,
0: just a lot. But they, they the, the Eagles simply can't release him. There's fifty six million in dead money if they cut him, so that mm-hmm. that that's not an option. Is there something to be said? If Rivers doesn't come back next year, Frank Reich, of course, was working with the Eagles when Wentz was at the peak of his powers. Ooh, is there something to I be said for Carson this. Wentz? And I haven't heard anyone speculate about this. And look, I'm not saying that this has been something that either team has discussed. I don't, I'm don't. i not doing any reporting. All I'm saying is, wouldn't it make some level of sense for Carson Wentz to play quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts next season?
1: I wouldn't mind it because he can he can come in as a backup to... To Rivers, so there won't be like a ton of
0: do we even whatnot. know or not? This year,
1: like, is true. this true? Good... Yeah, yeah, I, I, like, yeah, but who knows? Because yeah, the Colts it's...
0: are going to want the Colts are going to want a rookie because this Colts team is good enough to win. Yes, well, if Rivers says, okay, this is the end of the road for me, and he may or may not do that, I don't know, mm-hmm. but if they can get Carson Wentz for a fifth rounder just to get him off the Eagles' hands, they probably want to restructure his deal, of course, but. Mm-hmm. I, I, does, is that something Frank Reich would be interested in? I don't know. I just think that that makes a heck of a lot more sense than diving into the free agent market for a quarterback. There isn't likely much there. Like, do you want to go trade for Sam Darnold? I think that I would, uh, if I were, um, if I were the Colts, I'd, and if I'm Frank Reich, I'd rather have a guy who's been on my offense before. Thanks very much. Yeah, so, that
1: that's
0: because he's got to be a good this. This has got to be the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is too much to and. I know it sounds stupid because they, they could win a goddamn playoff game with this stupid team, but yeah. this got to, This has got to be the end of the road. It has to be. It's just, it's well, it's, just, it's gone bad.
1: It, it depends. It, Cause I mean, it, it, if they end up winning, let's say they make the playoffs because they're in this stupid division. And then if, if, if it's even as, as simple as looking competitive in a playoff game that they weren't supposed to, because they made the playoffs as a, a, like a six, nine and one team. Ugh. You know that's I, I, gross. Which is on the table People might be like hey look at that playoff game Maybe not give up on oh, him they, just yet right. you know.
0: hey, The Bucs were only up one score Heading into the fourth quarter there like, Yeah
1: yeah, it might I mean. be that sort of a thing it, it might be as simple as we need to get Doug Peterson Out of here because it's looking worse and worse That that guy won a Super Bowl for God's sake It's looking more like, and he, like Frank, and, and look, this is Frank Reich was the architect of that And th- th- This doesn't necessarily mean You're the best coach But that's the, that's the gutsiest call in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, oh, absolutely, it is. That's I won season. so much money on that play; I'll remember it yeah. forever. <laughs> uh,
0: that's the gutsiest call in the history of the Super Bowl, that, and and that lives forever. If you're Doug Peterson, no matter what, and he's going to get another coaching crack, no matter what happens with mm-hmm. the end of the Philadelphia situation here. But you're right; maybe maybe he's not the guy there because they're look they're probably going to lose this coming week. I don't like. I don't think they're. I, I, I bet on them with the six points, but Seattle's probably going to win this game because Russell Wilson always wins these games. So they lose, they go to three, seven, and one. One of Dallas or Washington will be passing them if they lose this game. Whoever wins will yeah. be passing. The Giants are probably going to win this week too. They're they're at the Bengals. The Giants are probably going to win this week too. The Eagles could be in last place by the end of the week. Now it's it's last place where you're half a game out of first, but still the Eagles (laughs) could be in last place by the end of the week.
1: (laughs) It's gonna be a lot of leapfrogging going on at the end of the East. Oh my God, what a dreadful thing! Uh, I gotta take the Eagles plus the six. Is the moral of this story? So bad, so bad. Although that uh, that. Whence uh, Frank Reich re- reuniting, and it feels so good, and Colts is uh, so good, Craig. I wish I thought of that theory. Uh, that is going to be it for Week 12. All that's left to do is our picks. We all tied at 2-3 and three last week. Um, got nipped on a couple. Uh, some of us did, but mostly it was us all taking that Jacksonville game that clipped us. Uh, Billy, why don't you kick us off for Week 12? Good, sir.
2: All righty. I will take the Arizona Cardinals. Love that. Pick. The Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. I will take the New Orleans Saints. The Chicago Bears. And I will take the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Ooh. Uh, Craig, who you got? Detroit Lions. Nice. On Thursday.
0: Uh,. I'm going to take the. Um, this sounds dumb. I did it last week and I got burned. i going to do it again. I'm taking the Jaguars. I'll be taking the Miami Dolphins. I think they come back strong. Uh, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers. And I'm going to take the Eagles.
1: Oh, I love those last two. Um, I got a couple of crossovers here. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit. I'm going to take Washington. So give me both uh, Thanksgiving Day dogs. i um, going with Bill, and I'm taking Atlanta. I'm going with Craig, and I'm taking San Francisco. And I'm laying the points with your Vikings, Bill. I thought that was my, my easiest one of the week. So uh, football team, Falcons, Vikings, Niners, Lions for Matt Pierce this week. Uh, that is it for us. As far as Week 12 Crossover Podcast, available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com, slash podcast, and soundcloud.com, slash crossover podcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe, five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, so uh, listen to us there and pump up our numbers on those particular websites. And also leave us a review on any of the websites that you, uh, or whatever pod catcher you happen to be listening to us on Uh, please and thank you that would be much appreciated Um, that is it for this week Uh, if you were craving something on the other side of this podcast we finally did something after several months uh, in absence we were talking uh, the first half of the uh, second season of the Mandalorian so uh, spoiler alerts on that one so some of the guys from the other side made their triumphant return to discuss uh, Disney Plus' The Mandalorian with me so there's that Um, that'll be it for this week, but we will be back next week with you two guys talking week 13 and breaking down what will be more than likely an eventful week, especially with the, who the hell knows what's going on with that Steelers Ravens game. But, uh, that will be it for us. Craig needles, bill needles, as always, it is a pleasure doing this. Take care and talk to you next week on the crossover podcast.